There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, g'day everyone and welcome to uh, All Talk with Jason Mike. Very nice to have your company wherever you may be in the world. And can I just take this moment, Mike, if I might, my friend, to thank all those listeners out there for the privilege of their attention. Now, I tell you, we've got a massive podcast ahead of us. We respond to your feedback. We talk vacuum cleaners, the sterling work of the SPCA and what to do when you have a celebrity crush. But first up, Mike, I believe, my friend, we have a bit of an apology to make. Yeah, we do. And first of all, let me say good day to you, Jason. Yeah, it's good a day joy to, you. to see you. It yes. feels like it's been ages. It has been a while, hasn't it? It feels like it, yeah. Um, but yeah, good to be back in back in the studio with you. And I do have an apology to make. I mean, I know we've been going particularly hard over these last couple of weeks, um, talking to our, our listeners out there, our podcasts. Yes. And um, just asking them to like, review, and rate our podcast um, on any of the uh, the formats, the platforms that they use, be it your Apple, um, your Spotify or your iHeartRadio. Um, and we've had great responses, actually, hell of a lot of responses to yeah, that, which, which has fantastic. been really good. I mean, yeah. I think we've almost broken the 200 mark in the, in the charts. Well, that's amazing, mate, because as we were saying just before you go on with the apology, you know, there's nothing like feeling like you're talking into a vacuum yeah. or talking into a black void. Mm. So that, that kind of feedback is critical to us carrying on, to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we can actually see the results in the numbers. So I, I do want to thank our listeners for that. But... Um, I have had quite a few messages asking how it is that people actually review and rate the podcast on iHeartRadio and Spotify, given that you can't review or rate the podcast on either of those platforms. So I want to apologise to you. Uh, my knowledge of these things is, has been exposed, has been fairly limited. Um, I think we can agree on that. The only place that you can rate and review is, of course, on uh, Apple. Well, to be fair to you, mate, my knowledge of these things is even more limited, mm. uh, so I take full responsibility mm. for that as well, mate, uh, which which actually begs the question that if you could on your Spotify's, et cetera, give us a rating, we could be up way higher than we could, we're mm. imagining right now, mm -hmm. mate. I mean, let's be honest, we're already pretty stoked with where we're at at the beginning of our, our podcast careers. Yes. It could be even better than that, as they say. Yeah, well, that's right, uh, but... I think the the key thing here is that our listeners are doing all that they can. Yes. You know, so just keep doing what you're doing, guys, and uh, we're, we're very grateful for all the work you're putting in. Absolutely. Uh, just on the feedback, uh, I'm going to read some of it out, Mike, because, it you know, it it gives you that lift you need sometimes. We've got someone saying, hello, so happy I found this, lads. Miss your dulcet tones on the airways, Jace. Mike ain't bad either. Keep it up, smiley face. Was it actually a smiley face or did he write smiley face? 
I think it's probably a uh, it's probably one of those emojis, but I couldn't do it on this piece of paper that I've got here. That was from Jeremy on the Instagram. Yeah, good on you, Jezza. Appreciate it. Oh, we've got another one there. It says uh, "g'day," which is a good start. It's very Kiwi, isn't it? Yeah, very. Leans Kiwi. a little bit into Australia, but not bad. It says Jace, seven out of ten, love your work, and Mike. Three out of ten needs improvement, and that's from Jess on the Instagram. Look, I've got to be honest with you, Mike. I think that's my daughter. Oh, is it? Uh, you know, and she's one of my biggest fans. I mean, the rest of my family hate my work, but Jess is actually a fan of my work. Uh, so right. I, I actually think that that I wouldn't pay attention to that. Uh, I think she's just taking the piss a little bit. But oh, Jess on yeah. Instagram, if it isn't my daughter, then you know, thank you for your feedback, nonetheless. Yeah, and then finally, we've got one that says, "Hi there." Just wanted to reach out and say I'm a massive fan of both your work, but mainly Jace, and that's from Ruth over the Instagram. So, you see, I think that's Ruth, my auntie down in New Plymouth. Oh, is um, it? Yeah, she's, she's also another family member that's a big fan of my work. So, you know, well, when, I looked when, at the pro- they- I looked at the profile photo there, and um, unless your your um, your auntie's about twenty or so. Um, then I, I would suggest that this is somebody else. And a little bit disappointing because they sort of lean towards you, don't they? Well, that'll um, change, All mate. of these. That'll change. Did you say she was 20, was she? Oh, around about, I don't know. Right, okay. I'm not very good with guessing ages the older I get. No. Like, if I'm looking at you right now, I'd say <laughs> I'd say early 50s. By the way, can I can I just let the uh, the listeners out there know? Actually, Mike's had a real transformation in the in, in the looks department. What's that? You've gone for a number two. Is that a number two? You've well, gone to? it's probably grown out to a two now. Right, it was I started with a zero. Yeah, because when I first saw you in the uh, writing course that we're doing together, mm. you looked like a character out of Romper Stomper because you've got the big sort of goatee sort of happening ginger facial goat. Hair, ginger goat. Yeah, with that sort of greyish tinge in, yeah. in, 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 your, in your shaving there. It's quite a it's quite an intimidating sight, I have to be honest. Yeah, well, that's. Um, I just sort of felt like I needed a change. As you know, I've got sort of a, a thick, wavy sort of a hair. Yes. Um, and it's a lot to take care of, Jason. It grows very, very fast. Yeah. Um, I'm never happy with it, if I'm honest. So I just thought it best to shave it off, which I haven't done since I was probably 20. Yeah. I just thought going into summer, it was time for a change. And. Uh, you know, I'm married, so it doesn't really matter what I look like at this point, does it? Yeah, well, you've reached that point where no one in the relationship really cares what either of them looks like, and I can totally relate to that. I used to I used to run with a number two in my early 20s and 30s all the time, and it's great, isn't it? Because it is. you can simply get out of bed in the morning, and you don't have to worry about your hair, Mike. Yeah. I mean, why do you think I wear a cheese cutter all the time? It's because I simply can't be asked dealing with my hair. Right. Do you often, do you wear that around the house as yeah, well? Yeah, I wear it, I wear it to bed, I wear yeah. it around the house. Yeah. Um, I'm never without it. In fact, I feel massively insecure if I'm not wearing my cheese cutter. Right. Uh, I've always been a hat wearer. What about yourself? No, I've got a really big head. Um, and by that I mean, you know, sort of uh, biologically large. Yes. You know, not, not in terms of ego. Uh, it's it's a huge dome. It's about 62 circumference. Wow. Um, I remember having a, a conversation with a costumier um, on some kind of a film job there where they had to measure me up and she said, Jesus, you've got a massive head. Yeah. And the only head that she could remember ever being bigger was uh, Ian Mune. Well, actually, that doesn't surprise me because Ian Mune has a massive head. Mm. Uh, just on that, I mean, I've got a massive head too. In fact, my measurements for my head were wider than my chest. Um, so, you know, I don't know what it is about guys with big heads, but we're doing that okay for ourselves. <laughs> That's I think true. it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, should we crack into it, mate? Because um, we've got a lot. But by the way, thanks for all the feedback. We've got a lot to get into. And now it's time for Jason Mike's What in the World? What in the World with Jason Mike? And it reads, Mike. 
Hi guys, really enjoying the podcast, but simply don't have the time to rate it. Sorry. Well, that's. I mean, we can understand why. Now. Well, it depends what platform he's on. Maybe. Well, if look. You do have the time because you've got time to write that sentence. You could have done it. Yeah, exactly. One thing that really bugs me is dirty carpets. Worse still is vacuum cleaners that have a very weak suck. Could either of you recommend a quality vacuum cleaner in the $300 to $500 range that does the job? And that's desperate from Danny Virk. Mm. Yeah, good question. That, But can I just start off by saying, Mike, we're, we're a serious advice podcast. Mm. Uh, this sort of thing is a little bit beneath us, mate. I mean, vacuum cleaners, come on. Aren't you better off going on the internet and um, just looking at sort of quality vacuum cleaners that are in that price range and then looking at the reviews rather than coming to us? Or what makes you assume that we know about this? Well, well I made the uh, comment a little bit uh, earlier on in, a, in another podcast, Mike, that you're a very meticulous person. Mm. I imagine, my friend, that... Uh, dirty carpets really get under your nose too. Well, to the point where um, we moved into our rental property and, and as soon as I got in there, I ripped all the carpets out. Yes. Um, and now we're just operating with a hardwood floor. Um, and we have got a very good vacuum cleaner, actually. It's one of those ones where it's probably too good. Yeah. Um, the suction is actually too powerful, mm. and you actually struggle to pull it along the ground. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you see, I, I, I long often, for something like that. I often see my wife struggling with it, and I'm almost tempted to give her a hand, but, you know, you know I don't. Yes. Um, because it's actually working as, as a good exercise for her. Um, which she sort of needs to work on her arms a little bit. You know, it's good oh, for right. toning. It's good for toning up. Okay. Um, Are you saying that your wife has fat arms, Mike? I mean, I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot here. I'm just uh, the suggestion. Being, no, not anymore. Because I, I've seen your wife, and she she's a very attractive woman. I I, I didn't see. Well, you've anything. never you've never met her. So well, where have you seen her? Well, you know, I I go and I think I went on your Instagram page, and there's a lot of there was a very interesting photo of you holding your child with your abs and your pecs there. I was quite impressed with that. Um, but your wife was on your Instagram, and uh, she was a very attractive lady. Can I? What say do you mean that, was? Well, what do you no, mean she, she was? She is a very attractive lady. Can I just can I just put it out there purely as an observation, not yeah. as any kind of seedy yeah. or, or threatening sort of behaviour? No, I appreciate that, and a lot of a lot of that comes down to the the workout that she gets from the vacuum cleaner. Okay, but what she's trying to do at the moment is um, she keeps on. And I, I, you know, I'm reluctant to use the word nag, mm. but she keeps nagging. You should be reluctant to use that word, Mike. You really should. But I mean, if if it's the right word, then I guess we've got to use it, don't we? So what she's doing is she's nagging well, me. Well, hang on. When you say we've got to use it, can I let you use it and I take no responsibility for you using yeah, well, it? Well, why don't I get to the end of the story and okay. you'll see if she's nagging. Okay. Um, so every single day she's She's recommending um, that because any of these purchases, it has to be agreed upon. I don't want to make it seem like she's coming to me and asking for my permission to do something. It's, it's you know, the same way I would um, seek her advice on, you know, buying a new 60-inch television or something like that. You know, we would have that conversation. I wouldn't just go out and do it. So with her, her interests lie in um, cleaning. Sure. And um, so she wants, she's wants to get one of those robot vacuums. Right, okay. And what you do with those is, I don't know if you've seen them, but you, you turn them on and then you put them on the floor and then they spend the next 24 hours bumping into things and slowly make their way around the house. They've got no idea where they've been. They just sort of are wandering around like a drunk person, mm. you know, constantly vacuuming. So I don't want to get one of those um, because I sort of feel like, well, I could just vacuum the house in 10 minutes. And it's done. And it's done rather yeah. than having that going around for hours. Now, I'm not going to do that. 
Um, but that's what I said to her, and what I mean is she could do it in 10 minutes. Right. And also I don't want to get rid of that, you know, that exercise regime that she's put in place for herself because we live by the beach and there is a lot of sand that comes into the house, so you do have to vacuum every single day. Um, and I just sort of feel like, you know, rather than leaving it to a robot to do, why don't you just do it yourself? Yeah. You know? What, what's your opinion on that? Well, look, on I, robots, bringing robots into the house? Well, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of those robots. I'd find that really irritating, to be mm. honest. Um, and, and I'm actually a fan of vacuuming. Mm. I, I don't feel like I've achieved anything in my day unless I've vacuumed my house. Right. Um, I remember very well, and I think I get that from my dad. My dad was a big fan of coming into my bedroom at 7 o'clock in the morning on the weekends, you know, when I was in my late teens, mm. and making a point of vacuuming my room. Right. You know, just to annoy the living shit out of me. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm I'm not a big fan of those robot things. And, you know, there's always a situation when you're going for a, a 2 o'clock wee. Yeah. Well, you, you might not be at that age yet. I certainly am. You know, and you don't want to be, go, you know... F- fumbling around in the dark and then tripping over some bloody robot bloody vacuum that's that's cartwheeling all over the floor. I mean, it's a danger to your health, isn't it? Is. It is. It absolutely is, actually. I hadn't even mm. thought about the uh, the trip hazard. Also, we've got a toddler. Yep. And she'll just flip it on its back like a turtle and it'll be completely useless. So that's another another reason not to bother, I think. Well, and also, you know, if it's got a really powerful suck, your little one's in danger. You know, well, she, could, she could just be going for a little crawl across the ground there and then... <laughs> You know, she's sucked up in that little baby, and uh, you know, then your wife would feel pretty bloody stupid about that. I'm well, sure. That, yeah. Um, how often does she ask you about it? You know, you say every day. How often during the day does she talk to you about getting a new vacuum cleaner? Well, or, it's or sort of it's, robot vacuum. You know, cleaner? it's sort of every every time there's something on the ground. You know, every time you sort of um, you look at the baby's feet and they're, you know, they're black with filth. Yes, she'll sort of you know. <sighs> Uh, what's that? Uh, nothing. I was just thinking that robot vacuum cleaner would be good. Oh, I see. You know, so kind of passive aggressive. Well, it's kind of, it started out with, "Hey, we should get one of those um, vacuum robots." How many times do I have to tell you? Yeah, yeah. What you said that? Yeah. Okay. And uh, now it's sort of gotten down to the uh, the simpering stuff, you know. Yeah. Oh. What you've got to avoid, what you want to avoid is when you get into the absolutely stony silence stage where you know that she's thinking about that, that, that very vacuum, but she's reached a point where she just can't bring herself to talk about it anymore. Oh, that's, yeah. when you start, that's when you start thinking about marriage counselling. But we can, you must be the same. You've been with your wife for so long. We can just read each other's mind and often we'll say exactly the same thing at exactly the same time or get dressed in almost identical clothes. Yes. You know, that sort of thing. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Well, I mean, I can, I, as you say, I've been with my wife now for 25 years, mm. and I can read her like a book, mate. And yeah. I'll be honest with you. There's days I go home, I look at her face, and I just leave again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yep. I know what's coming. Yep. Um, and so rather than to... Here we go with the robot vacuum be, again. Yeah. Rather than to get into it, I just go, okay, look, I'll take some time out. I'll just go down to Titarangi Beach and look at the uh, ocean there for a while. I'll let that that look on your face change with the wind and then I'll come back and yeah. it will be fine. Yeah. It's it's the key to a lasting relationship is being able to read those subtle signs, Mike. Yeah, that's right. The look of um disgust. Yes, disdain. Yeah. Um, um yeah, I mean as far loathing as loathing sometimes, just pure loathing. Yeah, it's one it is one of those things, isn't it? You can see the look on the face and um it's sort of like 
they're sort of weighing it up, aren't they? And sort of coming to the conclusion that actually going through the process of a divorce would be a lot of work. Yeah. So maybe I'll just see how I feel in the morning when I wake up. I'll just hunker down. Yeah. I'll, I'll bear it for one more day and hopefully cheer up. And you're right, actually, the cask wine drinking has really started on her part. Yeah, She's yeah. into the casks. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Does she have them in the bookshelf? You know, along with the books? Well, they're sort of all over the house, I've oh, noticed. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one in the shower now. Under the sink. Uh, under the sink, yep. In the uh, vacuuming cupboard. Yep. Yeah. One in the, uh, weirdly, in the um, the glove box in the car, which is a bit of a danger. Yeah, that's a bit of a worry, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd get onto that straight away. But, um, as, but as far as um, recommending a, uh, a vacuum cleaner, I'd just say don't go, oh, Go with one of those robots, actually. Yeah, I'd go with one of those, too. Probably be Go safe. with one of those robots and just let us know how they go. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Good advice, mate. Um, and, and spend as much as you can. I wouldn't restrict myself to three to $500. Yes. You know, spend a bit more, mate. Well, you know? you're better off shelling up 1500 Yeah. Uh, rather than, you know, having to replace your vacuum cleaner every two years. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Buy a quality product, and then you don't have to worry about the years ahead. Yeah. So I just or, or get a broom. <laughs> or get a broom. Yeah. I mean, you can simply rip your carpets up as you did yeah. and sweep, which is interesting that you have this issue with vacuum cleaners given you have no carpet. Oh, but nobody likes to sweep. Oh, right. Do okay. they? No. no. People don't like But I like a sweep. And then you're getting into brooms, and I just don't want to go there. But you don't like a broom? No. <laughs> hey, um, let's carry on. Um, and I think it's time now for a little bit of relationship chat with Jason Mike. Mm. I think she's cheating on me. It's Relationship Advice with Jace and Mike. This one begins, Hi guys, I have a relationship question for you. What should a person do when they have a crush on a local celebrity? I believe they are single. And that's from Rhiannon on the Instagram, uh, PS Loving the Podcast. Well, the first thing I think that we can take from that, Mike, is it's clearly neither you or, you or I no. that she has the crush on. Because initially when I read that, I went, oh, she's got a bit of a crush on one of us. Yeah. Um, and maybe she went into your Instagram page, for example, and saw those pecs and abs and that cute little bub and went, oh, God, he's, he's a he's a steamy-looking guy. Yeah. Um, but because, obviously, we're in relationships, it obviously can't be us. But no, that's a, it, right. It's an interesting question. What's your advice to her? Um, well, I'm trying to think what the best approach is, and it's a local celebrity, so straight away you've got a crush on somebody that's probably broke. Yes. So it depends what you're looking for. Um, if, it, w- it would have been helpful, actually, if uh, Rhiannon had maybe given w- her whereabouts in terms of when she says locally. Yeah. Um, you know, whereabouts she lives in, in well, the Well, yeah, maybe it's somebody in the neighbourhood. Yes. Who's a bit of a celebrity. Um you know, I remember when I was growing up, there was a guy that were in Levin, there was a guy that would walk around in a uh, trench coat and sunglasses. Yes. Um, and you and, had a crush on him, did you? Well, not exactly, but he would walk around and um, he always looked like he was um, solving some kind of a crime or something like um, He looked like he was a spy. Like how a, he was dressed. Or a sort of undercover detective type. Yeah, thing. but yeah, even yeah. better than that. So he looked like a bit of a, uh, a James Bond type of guy. Right, okay. With a um, trench coat and sunglasses. Well, that's why we called him 006. Okay. Because he wasn't quite 007. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he was a local celebrity. Um, but oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying that a local celebrity doesn't, of its nature and of itself, have to be 
a celebrity per That's se. That's right, just somebody comments. who's who's well known, in, in you know, locally. Area. There was also um, a woman that uh, an elderly uh, woman who rode around on a scooter uh, who wore a yellow rain jacket and she had a beard. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. 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 Uh, so she was a local celebrity. Um, not to the point where she'd give you know autographs or anything like that, um, but you know when you talked about the um, the bearded motorbike lady, everybody knew who you were talking about. Yes. Um, so you know if, if it's somebody like that, um, I would say Rhiannon, you could just probably approach them uh, because they won't have a lot of offers. No, you, know, you probably go straight to the front of the line with Do you somebody. Think those like characters that. are still there in your local area, Mike. Now that you've you've moved. Um, I'd, I'd imagine the elderly lady's passed away. Yes, by now that the bearded was, lady. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. I remember one time we were sitting in the car outside the library, and she stuck her head in through the window of the car um, and telling me and my brother how cute we were. And um, I've never been more terrified. Yes. Actually. So she had a bit of a crush on you, by by all accounts. <laughs> well, yeah, she yeah. liked the look of us, that's for sure. But it we, was not a, it was not mutual. We've got a, a fantastic lo- local celebrity in that. Um, in that case, in the area that I live out in Glen Eden, yeah. Little John, we call him. And he sits out the front of the supermarket every day, you know, and, and does a few tunes on his harmonica and stuff. But he's a, he's a tremendously resourceful fella. Right. Because he, he always is dressed quite well. And I saw him one day going into the clothes. You know how you have those clothes bins? Yeah. Um, and he's just reaching through there and pulling out whatever he can grab and just chucking it on. Right. So when um, you say resourceful, you, you mean he's a thief? Well, I mean, people are giving it away. I guess he's entitled not to, to take it. Well, not necessarily to him. Um, I remember once, actually, much to my chagrin, I bought him a 50-gram packet of, because he was always looking for cigarettes, and I bought mm. him a 50-gram packet of tobacco. Um, and and I gave it to him as I was leaving the supermarket. and. A guy that knew me just went me, Mike. Oh, he said, what the hell are you doing wasting your money giving that guy bloody blah? And I was, you've got kids to look after. And I was like, I thought that was a bit harsh. Right. You know, he's a local celebrity. He adds a bit of colour to the yeah. community. You maybe know, a 30 a, gram would have been maybe, better. Maybe a 30 gram, sure. I yeah. mean, I didn't give him papers or filters or anything. Or a lighter. Just, or a lighter. He just he just had the 50 gram of, of you know, tobacco. But and he sort of looked up, you with, up at you with those really sad eyes like, what am yeah. I meant to do with this? Yeah, and I don't have the money to buy papers. And yeah, well, it was all doubly cruel because he was a double amputee, wasn't he? He doesn't have any, didn't have any arms. No. Um, so he couldn't roll, of course. Um, and he used to the music he played was on the mouth organ. Yes. Um, so that's probably why your mate was having a go at you. Well, that's because it was you know the mouth organ was around his neck. And, yeah. And to be fair, from my point of view, I can't do everything. You know what I mean? Um, I, I played my part. It's for other people to step in and do their part as well. Yeah. Well, just on that, I mean, you're as we as we mentioned before, you're quite a good-looking fellow. You know, you you cut out of marble, and uh, yeah. you must have had your your odd fan maybe suggesting that they were attracted to you in some way. Do you know what, Jace? It's never happened. Right. Um, and that's that goes for my entire life, and I don't know whether. Um, what is it? I mean, I sort of, I sort of find out about these things probably ten or fifteen years late. I've had maybe once or twice somebody say, "Oh, I used, I used to have a crush on you." How weird! I've had that too, mm. um, from a number of people who, at the time, fifteen, twenty. Well, we're talking twenty-five years ago yeah. now. You know, I've, I've had a couple of women say to me that they had massive crushes on me back then. Yeah, you know, the early nineties. I had no idea. I mean. It would have been handy if at the time they had said they had a crush on me and then I could That's have, right. you know, decided. I mean, it's no good to me 25, 30 years later to no. say, God, I had a massive crush on you. What no. good is it? To, I'm a married man now. Yeah, exactly. I can't do anything about that. No. I'll tell you what I do get more than anything else is men. 
um, okay. as men um, telling me they've got a crush on me. But they don't put it in so many words. Um, I remember going to a, a bar with some friends and um, it was a gay bar and we went in there, well, they wanted to go for a dance, so I, I sort of tagged along, you know, and um, I, I was standing at the bar for a while. It's quite a long bar and um, I wasn't getting served. And uh, then one of the waiters came past and I said, you know, he was 24 or 5, whatever he was. Good looking? Um, yeah. Okay. He was, yeah. And I said, uh, sorry, mate. Will I actually get served down here, or do I have to go down to the other end of the bar? And he goes, "Oh, yeah, sorry, no, you have to go down the other end of the bar." Um, and so I walked off, and he grabbed my penis as I I walked past. I mean, I mean, if you're going to be sitting in the bar with your penis out, then um... well, I thought that's what you're meant to do. Oh right, I oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but no, in all seriousness, he didn't blink. I mean, that was bar staff. That yeah. wasn't even the patron, so that was nice. Um, on another occasion, I was picked picked up hitchhiking. And uh, the gentleman was um, made his feelings known towards me, and I had to um, get Was that out another of... gay scenario, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Um, and I enjoy that. You know, it's nice. Well, it's nice to be appreciated, well, isn't it? Well, it is, isn't it? Um, and it's nice that other people find you attractive. Yeah. Um, what, what's generally happened, it's never really happened to me either, to be honest, uh, but it, I had a little bit of it occasionally on the radio, but I think that was more to do with my voice and the fact that people couldn't see my face. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So they yeah. went, oh, he's got a nice voice. I, yeah. I, I'm attracted to him. Yes. And so there'd be the odd call or the odd text, you know, into the text machine there, and I'd take note of the number and just have yeah, a call. Just, ring just, later just give them a ring yeah, later yeah, on yeah. just to see how they're going. And, and well, it seems a bit weird, doesn't it? I mean, I'm sure there's – in fact, I know for a fact that there are many, many celebrities, be they local or, or international, that take advantage of that sort of that fan relationship. And that, to me, feels, you know, what a great thing to be able to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, as we know from past podcasts, mate, let's be really honest, you're pretty harsh with your fans. You know, I think of little Tim that came to the Armageddon that wanted, you know, and, and that's fair enough. And I think I think to a certain deg- degree you've got to have people at arm's length. Yeah. You can't, I mean, there was a guy for a while out where I live that used to stand at the top of my driveway and he was there all the time. And was it just, you? No, it wasn't me. And I'd just go up there to go to the dairy and, g'day, Jase, yeah, g'day, mate. And it began to freak me out a little bit, but eventually after about a week or so he began to move away. Did, was he waiting for you to leave and then he'd just pop into the house? Well, I, well no, because the, the dairy is literally, in, by my house, is 10 seconds away. So if he was popping in, he was popping in very quickly, Mike. Can I put it that way? Yeah. Um, but in terms of Rhiannon, um, I, I think you just, in that situation, because as we talked about, you don't want to wait 25 years. Go up to this person and say, hey, I, I was wondering if you like, might like to have a coffee or something like that. Or, uh, do or, you want a coffee? Yeah. I mean, first of all, you, you you say that you believe they are single. First of all, make sure that they are single because if they're in a relationship or anything like that, you know, just steer clear of it. Yeah. You know, unless you're really keen, then have a go. Yes. Um, but, you know, I would say... Yeah, just make sure, make doubly certain about that before you do anything at all. And then I guess it's a matter of how do you meet that person, Jace? Yes. Are you going to jump into their DMs? Or are you going to try and sort of orchestrate some kind of accidental meeting somewhere? Yes, sort of knocking at knocking a cafe. Into the, at a ca- oh, yeah. oh, 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 you oh, spill God. a boiling hot coffee in their lap. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's a matter. 
you think about it, the amount of romances that would have started that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the accidental bump into a person. Mm. Oh, my God, I'm so... And they drop all their books. Yeah, that's all, right. You know, all their notes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? And it's like, Yeah, and then oh. you stand there and wait for them to pick them up. Yes. Yes, um, exactly. Ever the, ever the romantic. Um, but, yeah, it's... And, and I'll just be careful, Rhiannon, as well, because I, I can tell you, and, Joe, you probably back me up here, any celebrity that you meet in New Zealand is probably a dickhead. Yeah, you know, you are going to be disappointed. Yes. Um, and, I, and I think you made a really good point before, Mike. They'll probably be unemployed. Yep. Uh, they probably have no money. Yep. Um, so if you're looking to support someone, um, both emotionally and financially, um, you know, there probably is some kind of dysfunction in the bed, some kind, some kind of perverse kink that they're into as well. Yeah, that's, that's a weird thing about celebrities too. They do tend to... They too t- tend to have very weird sexual proclivities. Well, there is. There was a um, local celebrity that I know of, um, and this is only you know from the sort of the gossip that you hear. But at the point of climax, he would um, shout out his own name. Yeah, um, which is funny, but would be a little bit disconcerting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know the guy actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean we won't name names. Obviously, that, no. that would be. Highly inappropriate. And on that note, if you have got any um, good gossip, and Rhiannon, if anything does come of this, then please get back to us with any of the uh, the gossip that you've got. But I think if you're wondering about it, um, yeah, just have a go, but be prepared for uh, crushing disappointment. Yeah, and and just be careful what you wish for sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, because you know you might think it's a great idea, but I think we've we've also highlighted the potential dangers of dating a celebrity. Yeah, should should it actually work out in your favour? Yeah, which it won't. No, which it won't because you are a commoner. Yes, um, and you know, celebrities not going to be interested in you, Rhiannon. Generally speaking, not. And no. that's just broadly speaking, and that, um, it's not specifically you, Rhiannon, but but all commoners. Absolutely. So hopefully, uh, Rhiannon, that's uh, helped you out there. I think that was bloody great advice, Mike. Let's move on now to uh, Jason Mike Torpets. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is that dog doing a shit on my lawn? Pet Advice with Jason Mike. Hey, fellas, really loving the podcast. I listen to it as soon as it comes out. If not the day it comes out, then the following days after that. Or worst case scenario, the weekend after it's first released. Okay, but at least they get around to it, hopefully. Question. My partner recently wanted to adopt a kitten from the SPCA. So along we went. To my surprise, I discovered that tripod cats and dogs are the most popular amongst people looking to adopt. What the hell's that about? And that's Nick from Tasman, uh, Mm. Mike. Interesting that, isn't it? Yeah, apparently so. It, actually, I did some research on it. It's absolutely true. Tripod cats and dogs at the SBCA are the most popular adoptee animal. Well, that, 
that surprises me. But also, how do they end back at the SPCA? Do people get them, get them home and go, no, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, and then piss them off back to the SPCA? I'm not sure, but what I do know, because, um, you know, we, generally speaking, when people go to the SPCA, there's a sympathy factor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, that people say, well, you know, these poor, these poor animals, they've been deserted. Yeah. They've been left to fend for themselves, and we're going to come in there and save a poor animal yeah. from, from a terrible life. And well, from being shot. Or from being shot yeah, or, you know, yeah. put down or run yeah. over or whatever or thrown off a bridge. Um, you know, the, the reality is, I think, when you're looking at that sympathy factor like that, you lop off a leg yeah. uh, and that just adds to, I believe, the sympathy factor that people are feeling when they go to adopt it. And so that sympathy factor is almost doubled by mm. the fact that not only is the cat being abandoned or the dog's been abandoned, it's also got some serious, you know, physical issues to deal with. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it's quite a good litmus test, is, that, is how I'm seeing it. Because I, you know, if your partner, uh, Nick from Tasman, if your partner actually wants a tripod cat, uh, kitten, is it? Yeah, after a kitten. If she's sort of leaning towards the tripod... You know, you've probably got yourself a real soft touch on your hands, mm. um, you know, because to me that means that they're looking to to really martyr themselves and just put in a lot of extra work. Because as soon as I see a tripod, I go, well, I wouldn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah same. It's just going to be I more mean, feel, hassle yeah, around feel, the house. I feel terrible about saying that, Mike, but I'm the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Show, um, show me a cat with a disability. You know, and well, you know, and, and I'll show you a, a sack uh, with a bit of room in the bottom. Right, okay. So that's where you're coming from. You know, and, and harking back to the uh, discussion that we were having earlier about vacuum cleaners, mm. you've got a tripod cat. There's a lot more hair on the carpet too. There is. And there is nothing worse, let me tell you. I've got a dog and he, uh, she's pretty bloody hairy. Yeah. Then those those fibrous bloody dog hairs that are mm-hmm. nestled in amongst the carpet, a bit of a nightmare as far as I'm concerned. Yep. totally agree. <coughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, it is interesting. I find that interesting, but it's... Yeah, it's more the human side of it that people would want to take on board that extra work. Yeah. Um, you know, they'd struggle to jump up onto the bed, which I guess there's a practical element there, but then you really need them to be down to two legs, don't you? Mm. You need them to be a bipod. Yeah, well, it actually does beg the question, doesn't it? Would bipods be even more popular than tripods? Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know in terms of bipods. I mean, you'd have to have a front and a back, wouldn't you? Or are we talking? Because, because there I, are I those- think they've... Very cute when they sort of walk around on their hind legs. Well, so if you chopped off the front two, right, um, and you can probably do this just at home, um, and you just get rid of the the front two, um, or just to see how it works, you could get a tripod and then just um, gaffer tape the other one down. Right, just wrap it wrap it round and round and round and round, just um, that that other limb to the side, the leg there, and just have its hind two, and just see how it adapts to that. Well, you often see, um, particularly with bipods. Um, they have those little um, wheelie trolley yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cute. I mean, it's quite cute seeing a little a little dog on a on a trolley, but it's a lot of admin, Mike. I'm starting to think about this robot vacuum now. Right, yeah. So am I, weirdly enough. And you can, you know, if it's got no, you know, you can stick it, uh, tape it down onto the um, the robot vacuum. Yes. The problem then is that there's no real free will for the cat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the, a tad harsh, isn't it, to see your, your robot, 
your robot um, vacuum cleaner with your pet strapped to it. Um, <laughs> I mean, ideally the cat would be the one that's deciding where it's going to go over the course of the day. Um, but in that situ- situation, um, it'll be the robot vacuum that's making all the decisions. Well, yes, and also you've got the situation where, which could be an added bonus is that the the um, robot vacuum cleaner is sucking up the hair at the, at, at the source. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's actually not sprinkling it everywhere. It's literally sucking, sucking it, it off, off the cat, off as, the cat. It's, as it's going around with the robot vacuum. Well, that's plus, 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 isn't it? Um, we're cleaning the house. Um you know, you, you'd know where the robot vacuum was in your scenario where you're getting up in the middle of the night, Jace, because the cat will be meowing. Yes. Um, desperately trying to get away. Probably have its tail sucked into the, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be. Yeah. Um, so that's something to think about. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And a kitten, another question that I've got here is how are these animals losing their limbs? Probably in robot vacuum accidents. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly in a robot vacuum accident. Uh, but you know, cats—they're they're arrogant little bastards, aren't they? Oh, they and, are. they and they just strut across the road, you know, and um, think you're going to stop for them. Yeah, and, and it just doesn't. Wrong. Yeah, no. Um, so, but it is actually a really interesting phenomenon—the uh, fact that tripod cats and dogs are the most popular amongst people looking to adopt. It must just be from getting run over, isn't it? There's no other way that a dog would lose its limb. Um, I remember running over a dog in Mexico. Um, we were on a long drive and uh, straight in front of us, three dogs ran. One of them went straight under our car and I turned around and looked out the back window and it, as it tumbled down the road. Yes, um, good God. And then just landed on its feet and kept on running. Right. Just absolutely good as gold. And the other dogs that were with it, had uh, they, they looked shocked because it sort of felt like those dogs were – trying to get their mate run over. That's, you know you've got to tag around oh, so the bunch. You, what you're suggesting there is some sort of assassination attempt. Yeah, they're trying they were to lull the dog into traffic. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this dog was so stupid that it didn't even die or get injured at all. And I bet that dog became a real local celebrity too, um, you know, in the sense that, you know, amongst all the other dogs, this dog was hit by a car yeah. right underneath the car, got up and just carried on walking. Well, I got the feeling it wasn't the first time. Right, okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Sort what, of, this they, tried to, they tried to assassinate it? Or the, the, yeah, that, that dog had gone under a car and, and succeeded. It's sort of almost like a party trick, it looked like. Right, okay. You know? It looked like it knew what it was doing. Hey, dudes, check this out. Yeah, yeah. it yeah, was like yeah. a stunt dog. It knew how to do that roll thing. Yes. Mm. Oh, well, interesting stuff. Uh, well, anyway, Nick, I hope that um, that you managed to find something. Uh, doesn't miss hey, can I suggest you get one of those, um, get a bird? Yeah. Um, one of those parakeets. Stick a bird in the cage, the old blanket over the top there. No worries at all. And the great thing about birds is the feathers tend to get stuck in the cage, don't they? When, oh, they, yeah. when they're picking themselves, they don't actually flutter all over the place. No, no, no. They end up with quite a nice mat at the bottom of the... Um, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. At the bottom of the cage there. Well, there you go, mate, and I think that uh, it's fair to say we've covered off a fair amount of stuff. And mm. make sure that you keep those questions coming in because, of course, without you asking us questions, we're, we're totally useless, Mike. We've got yeah. nothing to do with our times. We'll be exactly. twiddling our thumbs. Yeah. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having your company. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us. And if you can rate us, mm. uh, then do bloody rate us yeah. uh, because then we know that we're not wasting our time, Mike. That's right. Uh, So from Mike and myself, take care out there until the next one. We'll see you later.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.